Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 88. This episode is brought to you by the Tuttle Twins. You know, if you want to know how to teach your kids the most important things about individual rights, or why free markets are important, or how does money work, or can a child be an entrepreneur? If you want to teach your kids these basic principles of a free society, but you don't really know how to do it, and you kind of think, wow, it sounds really boring. Are my kids even going to care to learn about this stuff? Believe it or not, they will love it if it comes in um, a format of a storybook that's beautiful with beautiful illustrations and a really engaging set of characters. And that's what the Tuttle Twins books present to your kids. We have this series. My kids ask to read it all the time. And great news, they have Choose Your Consequence books for teens as well. If you want to hear my interview with the author, Connor Boyack, you can find that on episode 62. Our family highly recommends these books. And I think every homeschool family needs to get a set for their use and share them around with your friends. If you want to find out more, you can go to 41more.com forward slash Tuttle Twins. Welcome to episode 88. And today we're going to be talking all about allowances and chores. You know, when you bring that up in the parenting world, you get a lot of ideas, a lot of strong opinions. Some families really say, no way, we're not giving our kids an allowance. They need to just be part of the family. They don't earn money because mom doesn't earn money for doing the chores, that kind of thing. But then there's some families that are like, you know what, we do want to do this because it helps teach financial literacy. And so we'll be dissecting this topic with Benny Natchman, who is a serial entrepreneur and father of two. And he actually has developed a mobile app that will simplify all these things and allow you to teach your children about finances in a safe, controlled environment. Now, I know some of you are going to be interested in checking out the app because nothing has worked for allowances, especially as your kids get older. You want a way to be working through these financial issues with them. We have not personally used this app. But I thought it was interesting enough of a concept in a way that, you know, things are progressing into the digital age. Not always are we going to use envelopes filled with cash, but maybe your family would resonate with this digital way to keep track of allowances. So that's why I thought it would be really interesting to talk to Benny and have him share all about this app. But also in general, even if you don't use this app, you we um, discuss all these topics related to allowances and chores. So I think even just the general discussion will be helpful if you've been struggling and wrestling with do we give our kids an allowance, okay? So that's kind of what this this episode is all about. I think it's a really important one. So thanks for joining me. Sit back and enjoy. Here's my conversation with Benny Natchman. 
Benny, thanks for joining us on today's episode. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Definitely. So you are a financial literacy advocate, and I'm just curious, what made you get into the financial literacy space? I'm sure there's a bit of a story behind that. There is, there is. So, uh, uh, okay, I'll try not to bore you. So I'm, I'll tell you a little bit about my background and, and like how I ended up um, with, with Jasby. So I'm, um, I used to be an attorney. I always tell people, don't hold it against me. I haven't, I haven't practiced in many years. But when I did, I was uh, part of my practice was around uh, banking, uh, card processing, and so on. But I think more than anything, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. Like I like to start businesses. I like to start companies. Jasby is actually my third one. I had one when I was in law school when I was a kid. Um, and then in 2007, I started a company called Crederax, which is um, a global acquirer and processor, which I know sounds like very large words that don't mean a lot. But uh, what Crederax does is that we help merchants, especially online, accept credit cards. So we developed our own platform, and uh, we also have something like 28 or 29, I never remember exactly, bank licenses around the world. And we allow merchants, thousands of merchants, and we process like 6,000 to process cards in all of those countries. So I started the, the company in 2007. I was the CEO until 2016, and I'm today the chairman of the board and still a large shareholder. So I've been doing fintech, if you will, and, and, and things around banking and finance for, for a very long time. And during much of that time, so I have two boys. Um, one is 12 and one is 10. And actually, my older one, my 12-year-old, was born around the same time that I started my previous company, Crederac. So over the years, you know, they, when they were born and they grew up, I, I was the CEO of a, of a small bank. And it was very interesting to me to, well, you know, as they were growing up, to see their reaction to this. And, you know, when I had to go to a career day in school or just talk to their friends and coach football or whatnot, how people understand money, react to money, understand what banks do, credit cards, all of those things. And as my uh, kids were growing up, and it kind of coincided, you know, when, with 2016 when I decided to step down from the day-to-day operations of Credit Rocks. So a few things started happening. One, um, they started asking for allowance and being more and more interested in, in money, in buying things. They wanted video games and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, giving them money, it wasn't that easy. So we started our agreement, you know, with cash and I would give them, I know that was years ago and they were very young, like $3 every Sunday morning, something like that. And half the time I would forget. And uh, the second half of the time I didn't forget, but I didn't have $3 on me, you know, like in singles. And more than that, you know, as, as, as they were continuing, you know, the, the journey through the school system, um, nobody talks about money. So again, it was very interesting to me when I was having conversations because of my job and just because I like to talk about this and like nobody is talking to our kids about money. So most people don't do it at home and most states in most school systems in those states, I think like 41 out of the 50 states have absolutely no money or financial literacy or anything around this, this, this sort Um lessons in school, if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of a combination of all of this together. You know, it started from like a little bit of problem that I had personally. And then I started thinking, you know, 
like I run a small bank and I have a few credit cards. Like if it's difficult for me, it's probably difficult for everybody. And the second part was like my realization that took a few years, I have to confess, um, that if I don't teach my kids what interest is, nobody will. And they would just, you know, go to college and they would never know, right? Until, until maybe it's too late, until they have a credit card or something like that. So that's my long-winded way maybe of, of explaining that. I, I think you're right. If we don't teach our kids, they can be taken advantage of. They don't. They start out on the wrong foot. They make money mistakes early, you know, in their 20s that it will take their whole life to dig out of. So it does make sense for us as parents. Yeah, we're like the we need to take take uh, charge of making sure they know know how to handle money. So I. In my world, uh, in the homeschooling world, there is quite a debate, and I guess it's even just in the broader parenting world, of should I pay my children an allowance for doing chores? Or some people say, no, they're part of the family. You know, the parents, we do we do household chores. We don't get paid for them, so the kids need to learn to be a part of the family. Um, what's your view on this? How do you come down on the whole allowance debate? It's a great question. So I, I can tell you my view, but maybe maybe more interesting because like, what do I know? I can tell you what we see most of our users do or a lot of our users do. So I would tell you there is like, there's like two and a half camps, okay? So there is the camp that says, I'm going to pay allowance and the allowance is going to be weekly or monthly. I think it depends mostly on the child's age. I, I think the younger they are, you do weekly and then the older they are, you give them a little bit larger amount and you do it on a monthly basis, which I, I think is a smart idea. But then the idea is that chores or help around the house or whatever you want to call it or doing good in school and just being a good person is because you live here, right? So there's no extra specific, you know, points or, or money associated with this. There's another group that says, which is, I, I, I can tell you it's a little bit smaller, which says we don't do allowance, but for anything that you do, we give you something and you can earn more if you do more, right? So it's kind of like a, it's a capitalist way, you know, you want to have more money, you know, wash the car every day, do the dishes, feed the dogs, walk the cat or the other way around and, and whatever. And there is like, a, I think there is a good in between and this is what I do. So we give our kids um, weekly allowance and, and the expectation is, you know, we have dogs, so they feed the dogs every morning, they take them out, all of those things. The expectation is that you do this because you live here. But... If there is some extra large, unusual, so I don't know, my the Jeep gets super dirty and you like put a couple of hours with us or, or by yourself and clean it, something not not daily, you know, not, not routine, but then you get extra for that because that's like extra effort. Mm-hmm. So, so how, what benefits then are there for including the kids in the chore system of running the house? What, what benefits are there? So I, I would tell you something like that. I think in general, and maybe like just to finish up the, the point from before and then we'll tie it together to this. I, I think in general, what I would always tell people is that I don't think there is right and wrong. And you want to do allowances and then chores are included. That's great. You want to only pay for chores. You're great. You want to do in between, whatever. It doesn't matter. What I think matters is that you do, you do involve your kids in or, or more than involve you. You let them run a budget. Now, again, I know it sounds maybe, it doesn't have to be Warren Buffett, right? Um, what I'm trying to say is that whatever amount of money, and it's perfectly fine if it's small, but they make a decision, they need to think about it, they need to manage it, they need to buy something or not, 
make a mistake or not. Uh, this is a great way to start talking to them about savings and what savings is. And I'll tell you a few anecdotes if we'll have time later. But all of this is about having them touch. Well, not physically, right? Today, everything is digital. But, but you know what I mean? Like be in contact with money. Because I believe strongly that financial literacy, or, you know, we started saying financial wellness. I think financial literacy, so I, I still use it, and I know a lot of people do. But one, I, I think it can be insulting, because what if you're not, like, you're financially illiterate, and, like, what does that exactly mean? But also, it's like, it sounds like it's binary, like there's one day that something happens, and you become financial literate, and then your troubles are over. And obviously that's not true. It's like a path, right? It's a journey throughout life and it depends on your age and depends on your situation in life, but it never, and it's okay. It never ends. You know, we want to continue to do better, but I think financial wellness, financial literacy, it's very, very difficult to teach in a, in an academic sense, especially to kids. So if I would call my kids here and say, well, today we're going to talk about interest. Then it takes maybe nine seconds and their eyes glaze and they're like, oh, dad, like, what, what do you want? Right. And, and they won't listen to me anyway. Mm-hmm. But and I'll, I'll give you like two quick examples. Mm-hmm. So one, if you and this is a, a, a big part of like my my preaching, if you will, encourage your kids to save. Like understanding saving is maybe the most important thing that you can do for them and, and explaining and them getting it. that That's a good idea right? Do something easy. And sometimes people tell me, well, we can't or they can't. And I, I don't believe it. Like, you know, it's, it's not true. I'm not saying that there are not people maybe that really cannot, but that's extremely rare. And it's mostly not our audience and not your audience and not the audiences that their kids have an iPhone. So if you're telling me that you can, the kids can't save a dollar a week, you're lying, mm-hmm. right? They can't, they can probably do a lot more. But it doesn't matter. Start with a dollar or two a week. Save it. And then after they do it consistently for a few weeks, and our app encourages that behavior, give them some interest, right? Mm. So now they understand that interest, if they save, is a good thing. They save the dollar a week for five weeks, and you gave them an extra dollar, so that's a lot. So you tell them, hey, you save, and your money increases not only because now you have more money, but because you got interest. So if you save money is your friend, interest is your friend. The flip, which again, you know, our app allows you to do that. So I'll tell you a story for my family. Um, both my kids are crazy about video games, you know, you can imagine. And um, <clears throat> my young one came to me, I don't know, a few months ago. And he wanted a brand new, there's like some, I don't remember the name, but there's some new switch game that just came out. And those games, when they just released, they cost, I think, $60, $59.99, something like that. And he only had $40. And he asked me for the 20 that he was missing. So I told him, sure, but I'm not just going to give it to you. I'm going to lend it to you. It's just a loan. And you need to pay me 5% interest. And that's actually a very good interest rate, you know, like it's much better than any bank would give you. So we did the math for a second. And, you know, he could do the math. And then he was upset because he said, what? I need to pay an extra dollar. That's unfair. <laughs> I told him, listen, it's completely fair because you don't have to, right? If you want the game right now, an extra dollar is what it's going to cost you. If you just want to wait in a month, probably you can buy it, you know, because you get your allowance because maybe you can do something extra. 
and then you don't have to pay the extra dollar. So that's the cost. That's like if you want it right now and you cannot wait, dollar is what it's going to cost you. So you go decide if you want it or not. And he was okay, and it took him a day, and he decided that he wants the game, right? He is 10 years old, so he wanted the game, and it's fine. But, you know, it's something so sweet, and it's, and it's without a lecture, a boring academic lecture. It's about, hey, man, like, you know, if you save money, interest is your friend. If you loan, if you want money because you can't hold on for another month, interest is your enemy. And both of them are good, and without, again, any boring lecture, within five minutes, he got it. You know, I want something now, it costs me a dollar, that's life. That's fascinating. We, we've done allowance with our kids for a, a long time, even when they were little, but we've never done the interest thing. That's very fascinating, where if they keep it in the savings, you actually reward them, because you know how the bank is. <laughs> they might get a few pennies here and there for if they put it in the bank. It's not, it's not a great return. But that's interesting to help them understand that concept. It's a hands-on. It's really living it. And actually, you're right. Better that they understand it now while they're in our homes than they don't understand it and make some financial mistakes later on. Do you do you personally have certain percentages that when your kids get allowance, they have to save a certain percentage and they can spend? What, what do your percentages look like? So what we, the way we build the service is those three buckets, mm-hmm. right? Again, I, I hope I don't sound cheesy, but it's a, uh, we have a bucket of saving. We have a bucket of, we call it do good. We work with, I don't remember, I think 25, something like that, uh, nationwide charities. And, and we go, and by the way, if the listeners, if, if you want to suggest a charity that works for you, uh, we always, you know, we always add more. It may not be immediate because there's a, with charities specifically, there is a process that you have to go through um, to verify that it's a real charity and they have all the documentation and like it's a, it's a, it's a procedural administrative process. Um, so we do do good or give back. And then there is spend. And spend is both in our uh, app, in, in app store, we call it the Jasby shop. And also like these days, literally we're launching the Jasby debit card. So if your kids are a little bit older, like middle school, um, <clears throat> sorry, then you can give them a debit card and, and they can shop, you know, anywhere that, that Apple Pay is, is accepted. So we allow the three buckets and we leave it to you to decide, you know, how much. And I know some people do one third, one third, one third. For me, I, it, and again, it depends on the, you know, my kids are not the same age and there's like two years between them, but I, I let them do most, most of it on spend because I think, you know, we don't give them that much and they're still young. Mm-hmm. And personally, I do 10% and 10%. Mm-hmm. So 80% of what they have, they can, you know, buy video games or mm-hmm. hats or whatever they think is cool. Um, and, and the saving good and give back is more, more for the spirit, if you will, if, for, yeah. for the philosophy of it. Right. Yeah, getting them in the habit of being generous is a is a great thing. So we you've talked about the Jazby app a little bit. Tell us like what does that look like if a family signs up? Um, how does it work? Does it cost money? You know, like what are the benefits? Why would parents want to look into it? Can you kind of explain how that works? Yes. So Jazby is is a mobile money app for families. And it comes 
extra with a virtual debit card. So let me talk about that. So our mission is to connect three generations. So we connect kids and parents and grandparents. And especially these days, by the way, sometimes it will, I know again, it differs from family to family, but in many cases, uh, grandparents live far away and it's difficult to travel or even if they're closer, but you know, they're a little bit older and it could be, it could be dangerous to meet face to face. So we definitely want to keep, you know, grandma and grandpa in, in the loop. So three generations. And the idea is that the adults would give money to the kids, like we said before, for any reason or for no reason. Again, what we see, normally the parents would do the allowance and chores and academics and, and whatever. Again, you decide. It's completely, it's completely user-controlled. But also birthdays and holidays and I think grandparents mostly do birthdays, holidays, you know, all those like fun, fun, fun things. And then the kids can do one of those three things that we already talked about is save, do good, and spend. The spend is there is an in-app store. We call it the Jasby Shop. And it's in-app. It's very curated. It's very safe. And you can buy anything from video games to Apple AirPods um, to accessories and, and hats and T-shirts and bracelets and a lot of fun things for kids that are, I would say 12 and above something like that. There is also the opportunity to get a virtual debit card. So it's a debit card. It's not a, it's not a credit card. There is no credit score. There is nothing like that. And it's virtual. There's no plastic, right? So you can't lose it. If that, if that makes sense. And it works on your phone or on your iPad or your whatever. And, and again, if you're 12 and above, then, then, then you can use that. The entire service is completely free and we, we don't charge and, and we don't charge again out of philosophy and it's not, a, it's not a coincidence. We don't charge because we don't want that to be some sort of a, of a stop to anybody who wants to, to try that or wants to, to start you know, his kids on their way to financial education or financial wellness. And, um, and there is no need to. Uh, by the way, I, a lot of time people ask me, well, you know, there's this very well-known saying that if, if the service is for free, then you are the product, right? So it's, it's not, it's not with us. So we don't, we're not in the business of selling your data. That's completely not what we do. How we make money? We make money because um, we sell things in the Jazzy shop. So we make some money. And also in the card, like any card company, when you pay something in the supermarket, you pay ten dollars. The, the supermarket doesn't get ten dollars; they get nine and a half. And this half half dollar gets back to the card issuer. So we make money that way. But so it's it's the merchants that pay, not not you. And I think again, what's great about that is a few things. So one, it's a great opportunity to start the conversation about money, right? And without being dramatic, and without um, you know being bombastic, and without, by the way, needing. I know a lot of parents, they have this feeling like maybe they don't know enough. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to know anything. You download the app, you sign up, and you get your kids to sign up and your and grandparents if you if you feel like it. And you give them $5 or $10 or $20 or whatever works for you. And the ball just starts rolling. And it's very natural, if you will. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would also tell your listeners is that um, – when you do sign up, this is not a video game. So it's not like we just ask your email and some password. There are a few questions that we have to ask you because, again, it's money. So we need to 
verify your identity and make sure that there are no bad things happening. Uh, but there is a very cool AI-based chat that asks you a few questions. Signing up for a family with two kids and, and usually like one grandparent takes maybe three minutes, maybe four minutes, very easy. Yeah. So if they were using this app, okay, so if you gave your kids allowance and you wanted them mm-hmm. to save some of it, you'd actually put that savings in the bank. This is for the spending portion. Is that right? No, no, no. You can okay. actually put it in the savings bucket of the okay. of the app. There's a savings bucket, there is a do good bucket, okay. and there is a spending bucket. So you can completely control it. Got it. Okay. And now is that savings, so that savings bucket would eventually be to save money for a bigger purchase or is that literally it really could whatever be you decide yeah whatever okay. you decide okay. so I, I saw people using this to i want a playstation so i'm starting saving today right. and it could be just for no specific reason yes. i just wanna i i want it there okay. so I, this is money if i give them ten dollars mm-hmm. i say okay put a dollar in savings a dollar in charity and mm-hmm. that those dollar and dollar you can't just spend on the video game, at least yes. not easily. You can, but you need to come and ask my permission. And right. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to link to all these things in the show notes so parents can look into it and see if that would be a good fit for their family. That's a really, that's a really, you know, moving into the 21st century, a way to keep track of this whole um, money thing instead of just keeping them in envelopes at home or whatever. It's a, it's a, it's getting us up to date here with the, with the um, app here. So that's really cool. So as we wrap up, what um, final tips, final encouragement can you give to my homeschool families who are, you know, raising kids who we want them to be financially literate. And sometimes, like you said, we feel like we don't know what we're doing. How can you give us some final encouragement or tips? Go start and go do something small. So you don't have to be Warren Buffett to talk about money. Uh, and your kids know less about money than you do. So it really, it, it, it doesn't matter. I think, you know, there's, there's this big thing that I always tell people that I believe very strongly. And that's the best is enemy of the good. What does that mean? If you wait for something to be perfect, you'll never do it. So you don't have to be some financial genius. And it doesn't matter. You don't need academics. You don't need lectures. On the contrary, you know, bring your kids over. Tell them, listen, we're going to start allowance. Or if you already do that, instead of the cash, which most kids, they can't really use it. A lot of what they want is online or things that's not easily accessible for them at least with cash. I can tell you, I live in a small town in Massachusetts. Um, for us, the nearest mall is maybe 25 minutes drive. So if they want a video game, what, they're going to go take the bike and drive? They're not. It's too far away. So it's maybe I drive them, but mostly what they do, they want to download it on their iPad, mm-hmm. right? So cash doesn't help them anyway. So you're going to tell them, you know, we're going to upgrade. We're going to move you to digital the way, you know, your life works anyway. And again, if they're old enough, you can get them a debit card and then they can use it, you know, both online, but also if they go, I don't know, have a burger or a milkshake or something like that when, when COVID lets us. So start. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my number one message. Start and, and, and just go with it. Make it simple. And the second thing I would say, when you talk to them about money after the first week, also, when you gave them something, the first thing I would do, talk to them about saving. A dollar a week, man. Not, not, it doesn't have to be a lot. But talk, mention saving. 
why it's important. Even if you don't do it, by the way, right? There's no shame in it. You know, there's tons of things that I don't do, but I want my kids to, and it's perfectly fine. Maybe we do it together, by the way. You save a dollar, I save 50. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a joint effort. Yeah, that's excellent advice. I agree with you. Sometimes we wait till things are perfect. And if we do that, it'll never happen. So very helpful advice. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your Jazby app with us. And thanks for chatting today, Benny. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You can find links to everything we talked about in this conversation with Benny if you go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 88. If you love this podcast and it's an encouragement to you every week and you'd be interested in becoming a supporter of this podcast, go to 41more.com forward slash support. And then one more time, I think I really want you to check out the Tuttle Twins books. If you've ever wondered how to teach your kids about economics and limited government and all these things that make it really important for our kids to learn before they are grown up and living their own adult lives, head on over to 41more.com forward slash Tuttle Twins to learn more about the Tuttle Twins series. Okay, thanks again for joining me and I hope you have a great day. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling 